everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, hold on. I must be the friend you're bringing into the family here. That's pretty cool. Mark Munch Bishop in for the Kenny and JT Show. Of course, it is Munch on Sports on News Talk 1480 WHBC. And a very, very special guest coming up. Actually, a very dear friend, if I may say so. From uh, the Cleveland Plain Dealer and Cleveland.com, a man in the know and a damn good human being, Mr. Terry Pluto. Terry, Merry Christmas to you. Good afternoon. Merry Christmas, Munch. You know what? I love this time of year, Terry. I know there's so much you know stuff that goes on, but to me, family is so important. And, and when you hear this, you're going to like this because I know you're a holiday guy, too, is that I get two Christmases because the week before Christmas, so this would have been the 15th or the 18th, we have the missus side in, so there was 17 of us at the house. Only 11 stayed there. Wow. Okay? And then this last weekend, we've, we had my so it was only 11 of us. And uh, I, I, tr- you know, I call it holiday joyous mayhem. And I just, I, I like the insanity of it because it's, it's really a blessing to be able to have everybody around. You know what? And it's a blessing to be here to experience it, too. That is for sure. And, of course, what you went through the last few years with your heart surgery and everything else, it uh, makes you even more uh, uh, more grateful. Well said. You know, I, I mentioned to my kids, and I said, you know, please take this the right way. Because they said, Dad, you're just having as much fun as we've ever seen you have. You know, and it's not the little kids, you know, playing with their toys and stuff anymore. But mm-hmm. I, said, you, I said, you know what? And, and you look at things differently when you've seen heaven, Terry. I'm going to be blunt with you. Is yeah, that, sure you do. I, I don't and know. I, you know, I, I hope I have a lot more of these. But you don't know how many more you have, and, and that has hit me in a in, in a good way. I, I mean, I treasure getting up every day, my friend. It is, and I like I wrote a face column uh, a few weeks ago called "The Empty Chair," which is a oh my gosh, uh, Terry, that gave that me goosebumps. Used. Yeah, where just about all of us, especially get a certain age, there's the empty chair. Somebody was there last year that isn't there this year. Or even if they really weren't at that Christmas, they were still, you know, in the family or around. And um, that's why we should be very grateful for those who are still in the chairs. And on top of that, um, when we have people who in our family are older and not only are still with us, but frankly have not fallen into dementia or these kind of things, which is another thing a lot of people Mm -hmm. deal with, um, that's another reason to be grateful. And... There you are, Munch. You're still on the air. You're still going. You're just like Joe Flacco. Just when they took over. Hold on, Pluto. I was going to lead into that, but I I want to hit you with this. And then, again, we're speaking with Terry Pluto, Cleveland Plain Dealer, Cleveland.com, author extraordinaire, is that, and this is why I treasure having you on, Terry. Yes, we're going to get to the meat and potatoes. This is our appetizer here. Uh, You know, we're talking sports. But sitting in St. Stanislaus, the Shrine Church on uh, Christmas Eve, they actually have a midnight mass. And we got there about 11.15 for the Polish Christmas carols. My wife is Polish. You know, Terry, I sat there and I started getting teary-eyed. And the wife looked at me. She knew exactly what it was. And she, she grabbed my hand because I pictured being at Midnight Mass with her parents, with my parents. And then I know you'll like this one, too. And then I remember Dick Fagler's Aunt Ida. And you know what, Terry? Mm-hmm. 
I know for a fact my parents and her parents were outside the church windows looking in on us. Yeah. I mean, that's, there, are, there are a lot of different memories. I mean, I wrote a faith column, a, a different version of it, a couple times over the years. And, and while it wasn't the uh, Christmas uh, Eve, it was Christmas Day when I was taking care of my father down in uh, Sarasota. Oh, are you talking to Waffle House? The Waffle House. Oh, yeah. Terry, I'm going to start crying. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, really, if you're looking for a place to eat on, the, on Christmas, you don't have a lot of choices. Uh, but the Waffle House was always open and was always an interesting group of characters in there on Christmas. My father loved to go to the Waffle House because after he had his stroke, you know, for two reasons. One is while he pretended he could still read, he actually couldn't. The the stroke had uh, smashed that part of his brain. And the Waffle House had all the uh, pictures of the different Oh, films. I love it. So he would do that. In fact, War, uh, Omar Vizquel once told me that when he – signed out of Venezuela, and I believe the first place they sent him was Butte, Montana. <laughs> and he would eat at the Waffle House for the same reason. Secondly, uh, the menu would get taken, and secondly, my father just got a kick out of watching those, you know, the guys with all the tattoos at the grill, you know. <laughs> the prison tattoos, as you call them. <laughs> yeah, 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 that pres- yeah, those guys. And, <laughs> and, you know, sort of on that day, everybody, uh, a cop was liable to walk in there and you know, some guy off the street and somebody else, and everybody's like, okay, we're all at the Waffle House. Look at this. Show we could all get along pretty well. Now, Terry, i got to hit you with something real heavy, and there's a reasoning behind it, is that when you order by pictures from the Waffle House and the food comes, does that look like the picture? You know, for the most part, it does. I mean, raisin toast is raisin toast. Bacon, bacon, <laughs> bacon, bacon. bacon. <laughs> I'm not bringing you beef Wellington here. No, the reason, so, I, reason I'm asking is that, and it's funny you mentioned Omar, and, and he'd laugh if he would hear me telling the story. When I was doing the crunch games in the 90s, I, you know, I gravitated towards the older players. The, the vet, my older players, they were in their late 20s, you know, oh, like Hector and Zorin, and I would go to lunch and dinner with them on the road. Now, this is funny. Hector would always take Zorin to like a Big Boys or an IHOP or a Perkins, and I always wondered why, and he whispered to me one time, is he orders off the pictures. He goes, but yeah. he, he will get aggravated if the food comes and doesn't look like the picture. <laughs> well, I'll give for at least my experience with Waffle House, which is not extensive, but fairly, you know, fairly around. Um, I will give them uh, a B-plus for truth in advertising with the pictures versus the food. Uh, Terry Pluto joins us. Terry, let's get now to, to, to the main course, to the meat and potatoes. Are you shocked pleasantly by the performance of Joe Flacco? Are you surprised? Um, it's outrageously wonderful, and I cannot come up with anything that compares to it. Surprising that he's done as well as he's done. And producer Brian noted it, too. I was talking about the mojo. With Amari Cooper, usually that happens through preseason and takes a whole year to develop. And I was flashing back to Ryan to Collins, Sipe to Newsomer, Sipe to Logan, Bernie to Reggie Langhorn or Bernie to Slaughter. Even a little bit, we started seeing it with Mayfield and Higgins, and I went back to some of the great ones of Fouts to Joyner. Are you shocked that they have this mojo going already, my friend, after just a couple of games? I defy anybody to find anything that compares to it. And here's why. Last year, Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco started four games for the Jets. Uh, we all remember the game with the four touchdown passes. <laughs> the other three games, he threw one touchdown pass, three interceptions, and 
while they scored 31 points against the Browns that day, the other three games they scored a grand total of 27. Um, and so they just have to be wondering, who is this guy? In fact, with the Jets, the last three years, he had a 1-8 and eight record as a starter. I mean, he was – there's a reason nobody was looking at him. The tape, tapes they looked at looked like he was done. Mm-hmm. So then you, you have that. Then you turn around, he's 38. Then he no training camp. He doesn't basically sign until right before Thanksgiving. You throw him in there, and he's thrown for 300-some yards a game. <laughs> he's thrown 10 – I mean, now they just like – well, no, Browns quarterback in history has thrown for 1,300 yards in his first four starts. No, Browns quarterback in history has thrown 10 touchdown passes. Um, he is the, probably the hottest quarterback in the NFL over the last month. And he's, he's refreshing. You know what else I like? You know, Kevin Stefanski noted in his press conferences, you know, no, nah, he can't be happy with the interceptions, even though he's taking a shot. But, yeah. Terry, when he throws a pick and comes back, he's unflappable. And that's what you have yeah. to have, a short memory. Is that It's like it never happened. And it seems like, even though he had to have been beaten down the last couple of years by not playing that much and, and some really up-and-down performances. He was on some bad teams. Um, it really, it's like he got this second chance. You mentioned how you felt after your heart attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I've seen with this guy. It's <laughs> like, this is this pretty much you probably want to get, this may be my last shot at it, and I'm going to go out throwing like I did with the Ravens and see what happens with it. And then on top of it, I mean, he's like Mr. You know, he was always nice in press conferences. But, you know, he's pretty loquacious now. He likes to be figures. I might as well enjoy every moment. In the meantime, the receivers are so thrilled because, you know, after you went through um, DTR and you went through P.J. Walker, and even to a lesser extent, uh, Deshaun Watson, you know, Watson, if you were to compare them on a music thing, Watson would be like a jazz musician, a lot of riffs, a lot of kind of make it up as you go along, mm. where Flacco was far more like a, compo- you know, uh, a classical composer. I mean, he is doing through his progression, and he's running that play action out of the pocket. When he rolls out, it's almost always to the right. The, uh, the linemen know where he's going. Uh, you know, you're not going to see a lot of creative runs or anything out of the guy, but you're going to see precision, precision. Then you turn around, and Cooper, who's got the reputation, justifiably so, as one of the best route runners and, you know, studying the game. I just think those two guys get together. They're playing at such a high level of football IQ. Um, it, it just didn't take long. They're ready to go. You know, they're such good guys. Terry, I, I, I'll be blunt with you. I, I love rooting for good guys. Yes, I like winning, yeah. but I'd rather win with the good guys. And what's amazing, too, you mentioned the, the play action. He's big enough. See, I, I get I get goosebumps over this, Terry, that when he fakes the handoff and puts a ball on his back hip, you can't see the freaking ball. That's oh. a, And I'm like, oh, I'm jumping up and down when I see things like that. Can you imagine if he was faking the Nick Chubb right now? Oh, don't, Terry, guess what? My next thing, you're amazing, friend. Maybe because yeah, was... we've known each other for a while. My next thing was going to be to ask you this. Is it even more frighteningly good that he's doing what he's doing without a running game. Terry, they rushed for 54 yards on Sunday. That usually is a recipe for disaster. And they're trying to run, too. It isn't like they're, I mean, they gave the ball to Jerome for 15 times to get 25 yards. Right. Uh, and They're trying. And I'm a big run-the-ball guy, but 
with the way the line is now, I can't run block. And Flacco is helping them because I mentioned before, when he drops back to throw, they have a pretty good idea where he's going to be. So you can set up your protection that way. And he also just gets rid of the ball if he's in trouble. Uh, and that's another positive. So it, it is impressive. He, he's had to carry the offense on his back because there's no running game. And he seems to welcome the challenge. Um, I'm just astounded. And I will say this. I really believe that, you know, the Watson trade fractured a big part of the fan base. And he, Flacco's been kind of a healing balm to this, you know, like a, that oil you put on that. Uh, they're rallying around him, the, the team, not just the team. I'm talking the fan base is just so excited about that uh, to see this guy, you know, who tormented them with Baltimore, but comes in here and they just feel there's real comfort level with them. I mean, for example, there was some, you know, there was very little negative things said about Jacoby Brissett a year ago um, because they felt he was sort of a class act and that put in a tough spot. And I think otherwise, too, if anybody has ever been fired too early or laid off or written off, uh, they can identify some with Flacco. And remember, Flacco has a really good agent, a guy named Linta, L-I-N-T-A. Mm-hmm. I think his first name is Joe. J- he's he, uh, Brian Hoyer's agent, too. Yes, he's, yeah. a, he's like the quarterback agent. Right. He's got a lot of these guys. He called every team every time some quarterback got hurt, and including the Browns several times. And there was no callbacks or nobody was interested. And so what Flacco had to go through mentally during that time and then to see him respond like this, and then finally, Munch, think about, you know, he's been joking about, oh, I played catch with my brother and played with the kids. This guy had to be training physically really hard because he doesn't get tired in these games. He's thrown 40-some times a game. You know, it's amazing. I'm going to back up to something you said, and your perception is unbelievable because I think I've shared this with you before. Uh, I shared it uh, earlier, too, with Steve Dorsett, who joined me, is that um, I separated from the team when mm-hmm. Watson was brought on, and I had not watched or listened to a, a, a second of the team until uh, two weeks ago with Joe Flacco. And if you talk about a fractured fan, I mean, a fan for 66 years is that I'm back again, and I'm enjoying it. And, yes, Flacco, win or lose, is one of the reasons, is, is the main reason, I won't say one, is the main reason I'm back. Yeah, I, a lot of the fans who maybe they didn't just turn it off, but they felt conflicted by that. Well, they're all in here. And, you know, so what? This guy tormented us. Well, now he's wearing an orange shell. Uh, great. He wants to play for us, too. You know, we were and he's there thinking, at least my front office was smart enough to give him a shot. Everybody else passed on him. Because, I mean, there are guys in the NFL starting. I don't know who these people are. And because all the quarterbacks get hurt. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, it's exciting. I, by the way, you see DTR went on the uh, injured list. Right. Uh, with the, uh, and so you're back to P.J. Walker back as the backup. Got to keep Joe healthy and upright now. We don't want him scrambling, none of that stuff. You, just get, you throw it, you get <laughs> the ball, you don't get tackled. No, 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 no. We're not going out that road. He didn't get hit, hit, hit too hard on Sunday. Let's keep him upright. Terry, you know, I was yeah. just thinking, too, as you're talking, and I had mentioned this to producer Brian before, Thursday night the Jets – and a gentleman who's actually acquitted himself nicely down in the Tampa Bay area, 
How magical was that W with Baker Mayfield? I mentioned I had one of the Bud Light refrigerators in my studio at WTAM. And, uh, you know, of course, the chain fell off after the Browns had won electronically. But uh, will it be another special night this Thursday, Terry? Yeah, I think it will. Uh, it should. Fans should just revel in it. I mean, even the guys that don't like Stefanski at all, that I've been getting lying. Well, yeah, he's done a pretty good job. I still don't like some of the play calling, but, you know. I guess he's okay. So he's got to that point. I laugh about that. I mean, because this has been a – if you were looking at it from the outside, you would think this is almost like a Pittsburgh Steelers kind of year, how the Steelers have always overcome all this adversity uh-huh. to win more games than you think. I remember the Browns, beating the Browns with Duck Hodges, you know, all that kind of stuff. This is what you've seen from these guys this year. A mean, tough defense that's not dirty, by the way. That's what I like about the Browns defense. You don't see a lot of personal fouls. You see the uh, I, but pass interference. Is, it's like pass interference and holding. I don't know what is and what isn't. Right. But you don't see guys. You know, yeah, they do a lot of celebrating, but you don't see them standing over guys and taunting. And all exactly. And, you know, that's Schwartz, how to be tough and, and fun without doing that. And then you see what, what uh, they've done with winning different quarterbacks. I mean, it's, it's admirable. This is a team that uh, you can enjoy. And I know it. I've been hearing from a lot of fans who had been, as I said, conflicted or, like you, just were out. Yeah, I was out. And they're back in. Yeah, after six-plus decades. You know, it's interesting, too. It's fun because, you know, you have the regular names on defense, like Miles and Denzel. But you know what, my friend? The two gentlemen I love watching, I love the guys on the defensive line with the guts. Tomlinson, to me, is whatever you want to call him. He is really the the, the, the ball work, the, the stalwart of that defensive line. And how could you not love the way JOK plays? Yeah, JOK uh, has been just let loose by Schwartz, and just like some of the defensive backs are. And Tomlinson was a critical signing. And then also, you know, Shelby Harris has been very good. They picked up. And uh, unfortunately, uh, Hurst, another defensive tackle, got hurt. Um, they did a Schwartz and Andrew Berry sat down and redesigned that defensive line and defense to fit a system. And I give Barry a lot of credit. I mean, Barry likes analytics. He's not all analytics. You know, he's, he, he listens to his football people, too. He was trained by Bill Polian. Um, and so even people, well, he went to Harvard this. He played football at Harvard. He had a tryout with uh, Washington. And then he was first jobs, because I, I know Andrew recently, well, with was Colin. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, he also was fascinated by the analytics. And I just see you watching him here grow into that job of being a GM. Um, you, you, now you go, you ask yourself, where was the rest of the NFL on Joe Flacco? When these teams were not. Oh, that's, that's what's even more amazing to me. No yeah, one it, wanted him. No, no one called one. him. No. And the guys who do the analytics and the talent evaluation, their heads have to be exploding right now whenever they see this guy on ESPN or whatever. Like, how did, you know, they're out there with whoever they're out there with, Trevor Simeon or whatever, you know, and they go, how do we do this? How do we miss on this? Terry Pluto joining us, Cleveland Play Dealer, Cleveland.com. Terry, you, uh, uh, were very uh, precise yesterday in the plain dealer. Actually, was it uh, Sunday in the plain dealer? I- I'm mixed up now because of the days and also at Cleveland.com about 
how the Deshaun Watson trade is working out for the Texans, but also yeah. about those of us who would like Deshaun not to be here any longer. That's almost an impossibility unless he can't play anymore because of injury. Is that correct? Pretty much. Because um, people forget, just like he had a no-trade clause that allowed him to renegotiate his contract, come to Cleveland, he's, still, he's got another one. And he counts, oh, shoot, I forgot whether, I want to say $65 million, $66 million or $65 million on the cap mm-hmm. for the next um, three years. And they could keep trying to rework it, but it catches you. So, and he's had rotator cuff surgery. Now, why would any team want to enter into that? I mean, he's what you've got. So they, you know, if you want the Browns to be successful, you got to hope that the guy's shoulder heals and they can win with him because there's no big plan B here unless they lock into their own version of Brock Purdy, you know, somewhere, some low draft pick or somebody else that turns out to surprise everybody. Um, He's a guy. Unless the results are positively staggering, right today I have to say this is a pretty bad trade. Yeah, it, it is because he, he can't stay on the field. Um, when you look at he played six games last year, and what did he play, six games this year? And really one of those games, you always say his, his record's 5-1, and one, or one of those wins he gets credit for it just because he started that game against the Colts. He threw five passes and he was hurt. Mm-hmm. So he's really only, like, played 11 games. And he's and given he us basically six good quarters. Yeah. And he says, look, he played the, the game. The last game he played, that second quarter, second half against Baltimore, I was at that game. I, I, he was brilliant. Yeah. He really was. I mean, when, when he's cooking, he's really good. Uh, and he was really good against Tennessee, and he had a half here and there. But overall – there are long-term considerations of that. It also showed, by the way, I kind of looked through, it was hard tracking all the picks because there's so many picks that the that Houston got for him and then turned around and traded for other picks. But, I mean, they've had guys like they took that were good players and got leukemia, and you know, it, it was really shows kind of the value, the Mr. Big Volume approach because a number of your picks, you know, they get hurt or things happen to them, and it, it's not like you missed it. It's just kind of life in general. Just like here. The one thing that Watson came to town with, and it was justified, was a, uh, he was durable. He played. And it's not been the case here. You know, and, and, and you flash back and just, you know, I, I'm not, not uh, uh, you know, impaired to the point where I can't admit something. Had one hell of a pretty good football game against Kansas City in the postseason and uh, just seemed to uh, go awry. Terry Pluto joining us. Terry, any thoughts on the kicking game, which has been brilliant for the Cleveland Browns, could definitely could be a detriment as you go into the season and even the postseason if these guys aren't healthy? Yes, and the odds of uh, especially – I think you could find a mediocre punter around. Mm-hmm. Uh, because basically, even if he just kicks it 42 yards and doesn't drop the – doesn't get a block, don't drop the snap, you know, that – you could sort of live with that. Right. But they've won – Five games this year where Hopkins has made that field goal in the last, I forgot what, Bingo. The last four minutes or whatever. On top of that, he hasn't missed any of those. So you think about that. Well, he's been amazing. Yeah. It has been one of the yeah, most so when he has amazing missed, finds, yes. Phil Dawson, it's like, okay, he missed that kick. He'll make the next one. He'll figure out whatever it was and he'll make it. 
Now, you bring in, um, oh, what's his name? It escapes me now, the kid that they just got picked up. In- Riley Patterson. Riley Patterson, 24 years old mm-hmm. from Memphis. Uh, last stop was Detroit. Numbers aren't bad. He's 15 to 17 on field goals. And I recently missed a couple extra points, and they just thumped. Now, the thing about Riley Patterson, he's 24. Listen to this, uh, Munch. So he comes out of school. His first stop is um, he went to Minnesota. Right. Uh, practice squad guy got cut. New England, practice squad guy got cut. Went to Detroit, kicked there for a year, dipped down to, to Jacksonville, cut back to Detroit, now cut again. That wears on a guy. Oh, it has to. It, yes. it, it affects every you. Every kick probably feels like my life, football life is on the line. Mm-hmm. And, boy, that's hard. So we'll see how the young man does. But uh, he's carrying along with the fact and he's not replacing just any kicker. I mean, this guy is, you know, Dustin Hopkins was getting revered. He's the MVP of the team, if you ask me. Now Flacco may have taken over to that. Hey, Terry, I've got to part ways with you. Nothing but the best for you in the new year. Let's do this again in the near future. And uh, big, big hugs to you and uh, Mrs. Pluto to Roberta. Great. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you, sir. The great Terry Pluto, that was special. That was very special. Fred will come back at 5 after the bottom of the hour. You don't want to miss Luke Jones out of Baltimore. He said Joe Flacco was one of his favorite players of all time to cover. But so ask him, how scary are the Ravens? He's legit, and so are you. You're listening to Munch on Sports in for the Kenny and JT Show on News Talk 1480 WHBC.